Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Anne Ukenen. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your holiday with the family. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, I always think I'm like, oh, I'm like, I haven't done calendar every day. So I'm like, what day is it? I'm like, you know, what are we doing today? I'm like, I really, <laughs> the routine of calendar helps me. It's like emblazoned it on my mind. I didn't do calendar. So I'm like, what, where are we? I made it here. Yay. Praise the Lord. Made it to all the important things, you know, Christmas, New Year's Eve, this, that, and the other thing. And, and then another week of that, I'm like, it's very exciting. <laughs> to be on spring, on Christmas break. Thank you, Jesus. We all needed a rest. My little ones, I was, they needed to go home for uh, two weeks. <laughs> There's just a lot of special. Sometimes the special just is almost worse than, it's special. Special's fun. Special's nice. But then they just cry, cry and cry for the normal <laughs> of everyday routine. <laughs> But um, during the, the holiday season, I love, I love being in a Christian school because I can share about, you know, Jesus being born and we can talk about things. And the great thing is, is I talk about them every year and then I get new things every year too. And I was sitting in a, in a chapel and, uh, and, they re uh, and they were reading a uh, Christmas story book about the wise men. And it's a fictional tale that someone imagined or thought about or prayed about or however they thought, and they read the account and then they wrote their own version. And I was, I was sitting and listening to it, and it's wonderful to sit and listen. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, it's interesting. Because first of all, A, if you have a beautiful nativity scene at home, it's not really real. The wise men weren't there. But I like nativity scenes. They're okay, but when I see the wise men, I'm like, hey, you weren't there. <laughs> hey, maybe there were three of you, maybe there weren't. <laughs> because there were three griffs. That's why they decided that there would be three wise men, is they thought, well, if there's three gifts, then there's three wise men. So this, this is, these are people's decisions that have, made, have been made, and then they affect all the nativity scenes of the world. And so they're decisions that someone made. You don't know how they made the decision. Well, probably the three gifts. It seems to make the most sense. But I doubt that there was a lot of prayer and meditation and asking from the Holy Spirit, well, what do you think, you know, Lord? And, and besides, you know, we read what's in the, in the scriptures, but there's so much more there that we don't actually know what happened. And even when you watch a movie or you replay, you play, play a movie and watch a movie, it's not actually how you think it happened. There's different people have different perspectives of how things happened. So how, and then, and then they retell the story and, and there's all these different retellings of things. So I was sitting there listening to this story and, um, you know, it was not the Bible. But it was about God, you know, a story. And I was listening, and all of a sudden, something in, the, in, in it, and I went like, huh. And my spirit was like, huh. I didn't think about that before. And in this story, it said, 
they they she the writer said that they the, the wise men were from different places and they studied and they followed the star and met along their journey and maybe that's the case maybe some of them we we don't know how many wise men there were that went we don't know and did, and i always assumed that they traveled you see the three donkeys, the, the, I mean the three camels, but they had more because they were like wise men and they had, they had gifts. You don't give everything when you give a gift. You give like a, a, you know, a portion. And so they were obviously very wealthy to give gold, frankincense, and myrrh, myrrh very wealthy things, things that sustained um, Jesus and his family while they were in Egypt. But they weren't on this, tra- this so their entourage, and, and you just picture because that's what... I grew up with seeing the wise men in the nativity, seeing the wise men in the movies, and seeing what other people thought it was. And not just thinking and getting revelation for myself. And thinking that it could be more supernatural than one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three gifts, one, two, three wise men just because there's three. Maybe it's simple as that, but maybe there's a whole lot more going on. And to rethink what you've been thinking. And the way to rethink what you've been thinking is going to his word yourself and getting it for you. Because revelation, no one can take it from you because God taught it to you. He's telling it to you. And just like you sing go- to so- uh, songs to the Lord when we're doing praise and worship and free praise, and it's between you and him, here's between you and him, and he's teaching you. So we can look at things, and we can see it right, and we can see it wrong. It's possible to b- both ways. It's either or. You know, praise the Lord that there's no green area, gray areas, not green, gray areas in God's word. Let's go to Matthew 16, 13. Because here we see a story where Peter gets it and he doesn't get it. So (laughs) he has times when he's on, he has times when he's off. And I'm sure you guys are all on all the time. (laughs) I'm sure you've never had this happen where you've been right on it, and then the next moment, (laughs) rats. (laughs) That was out of the same person, me? Oh, my. (laughs) So here we have uh, Peter gets a revelation, and he gets an error, and he gets called Satan, all in the same, pretty much same moment. (sighs) Hallelujah. Well, that's here. And so in Matthew 16, 13, it says, When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his, his disciples, saying, Who do men say that, uh, say that I, the Son of Man, am? And here's where men, people, he's asking, who, what do they say? And so they answer, well, some say you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. But here's where... We want to dig deeper, not what other people say, but what God's telling them. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? 
And Simon Peter answered him, said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He knew. In that moment, he knew because he said it. So he knew it. He knew it. They were living with him. They knew him. And we're getting to know more of him. <laughs> As we all are. <laughs> we're getting to know pieces of him. But he didn't know him all. We don't know him all. And there's opportunity to learn more. But there's where we begin. You are the Christ, son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. We're blessed. He's revealing things to us. He's showing things to us from heaven. Not what other people are saying. And of course, I'm a person telling you stuff. Yes, yes. But God's, the Holy Spirit's working, doing a work in you. And just as like when I'm hearing something, he's doing a work in me to get something for me. And I say unto thee, Peter, that thou art Peter upon this rock, Jesus, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth, you will be bound in heaven. And whatsoever shall be loosed in earth shall be loosed in heaven. Settle, oh, um, hallelujah. And then later on it says, it, he, um, it talks, I'm not going to read from, you can continue to read later if you'd like to, where Peter misses it. But in the account, Jesus is telling them what's going to happen. And Peter says, no, no, no. Like we might be reading God's word or getting some revelation and we're like, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. That's what he says. If we're not in his word, where are we? I'll just leave it there. <laughs> I'll just ask that question again. If you're not in his word, where are you? That's a good question because then it's not. And then it's either or, it's black or white. And it's easy. That makes it easier. Not to, well, you know, we can get convicted, but God can deal with things. We can feel, oh, ah, I missed it. But we can just deal with it and say, sorry, it's all right. It's no big deal. He took care of it. We can turn and just go another way. But in that moment, we have to be honest with ourselves. Just, and, and I can't be honest for you, and you can't be honest for me. Just like I can't sing for you, and you can't sing for me. And that song that we sang this morning, honestly, it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> but like I tell my students, I say, <laughs> sing, dance, I do it on purpose. <laughs> Whenever I get to that song, I'm like, I'm on purpose singing. I'm on purpose dancing. And I'm on purpose going to yell, maybe not all the time, because I might be a little bit out of breath from the dancing part, but I am going to yell at some point, at least once or twice. <laughs> I'm going to shout <laughs> at least once in that song. <laughs> as many verses that we see as we sing it, we sing, I'm going to shout, I'm going to go, woohoo, as much as I possibly can. Because I purposed in it, because what if that one yell gets me over something that I didn't know was blocking me. 
So I'm going to do that. So that's what I do with that song. And so that song's a little bit of work. So that's okay <laughs> that some songs are not your favorite. But someone wrote it. We're singing it. The Holy Spirit wants us to sing it. So I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> and then it's a lot easier when one of my favorites comes along. <laughs> knows me and he knows my heart and then that's where free praise comes in because hey it can be whatever favorite you want <laughs> I'll just be a little honest here <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah but we can have moments where we miss it moments where we're on fire hallelujah and the great thing that all the moments that are blah, are under the blood. Amen. It's gone as far as the east is from the west. So yay. Hallelujah. So we can have God glorified in us and not be squirmy-wormy about it when we sing that song. Hallelujah. Settle the word. It's either your foundation or it's not. It's important. Upon him we will build. He's, we're b being built upon Jesus, him, the word, the word made flesh, living. And through him, we'll receive revelation and thrive. But we get it for ourselves. Revelation, I can't give to you. I can tell you all this exciting things, and I can tell you, oh, I learned this. It's so exciting, this revelation, this peace. And you can, get, you can get it. You can say, oh, well, that's great. But the excitement's not in it for you. Well, maybe it might be a little bit. But the excitement of something that he gave to me, a peace he gave to me, a revelation that he gave to me, that excitement's there. I can share it with you, and we can learn and grow together. But for you, it's so exciting to get that word for you. And we're stronger when you get it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Upon him, through the word, we receive this revelation. So we need to accept him, Jesus, for who he is. And then versus not accepting him. So let's go and look at some people that accepted him and didn't accept him. In Luke 5. Hallelujah. In Luke 5, 17. I read it, and, I, and here is another thing where, you know, like your eyes bug out in the page, and you've read it so many times, and you're like, did I really read that? Did I really read that? How come I didn't read that before? And take notice of that in such a, a strong way. In Luke's, uh, Luke 5, 17. It's, this is the, the story of the man that gets dropped through the roof. And, and some people, Dr. Brown has said it might be Jesus' house, um, that he you know, has people who have studied that it could, be, it could have been Jesus' house. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, like I just thinking about me personally, new house, new old house that I've purchased, would I really want someone to saw off my roof? <laughs> And drop, <laughs> and, th and this is where I'm thinking, you know, like what kind of roof was it? Was it like those thatch roofs? Like maybe it wasn't that big a deal, 
but I think it might have been. It was through the roof. I'm like, <laughs> once was dry is not now dry when it rains. <laughs> but through the roof. Someone, someone's roof was, was hacked into. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, did the axe? What? You know, yeah, they, they did it. So... <laughs> So we, here we have some people that are all in Jesus' presence. It's packed there. That's why they had to cut off the roof and drop him down. It's packed. There's two, lots of people there. And, um, and they're, they're all having a different encounter with Jesus, each having their own encounter. We've come, and we are come here corporately, but we all have our own account, encounter with him. You know, maybe you were blessed by praise and worship. Maybe you were, you know, on purpose, really working on that song. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you were blessed by pre-pre-praise. Maybe you were, like, freaking out a little bit by the, oh, there's no words. What do I do? Maybe, you know, and maybe you got something from the word. Maybe you, were, you fell asleep. Maybe, you know, all sorts of different ways you can encounter the Lord this morning, you know. Um, I, and even, like, leading up to, like, leading up to being here, the work sometimes that, you know, traffic or something, or like last night we had, we're dealing with the sink, and you know, and, and, and our sink was being a bit of a problem last night, and I was, I am preaching tomorrow, I am not going to let this bother me, <laughs> it's just a sink, it'll work it itself out, it'll be fine, <laughs> as it's leaking down the bottom, you're like, <laughs> thank you Jesus, thank you Lord, you know, praying, you know, and it, you know, it, it's functional now, praise Jesus, we got it, you know, it, it, we went to bed happy, but there were some moments where we were, I was, we were talking to the sink, and I'm like, not letting you bug me. So, <laughs> no one else. I'm sure no one else. No one else. And, and I'm like, you know, oh, just before Sunday when I have to preach. Uh, <laughs> you will not bug me. <laughs> Different encounters with Jesus. Are you there? You should be. <laughs> and it came to pass on a certain day when he was preaching, there were Pharisees and doctors, doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and, and Jerusalem. And, the, and I'll just stop right there for a second. They were all there. There's Pharisees. There's everyone. I'm assuming the disciples, they were with him too. Every, there's a lot of people. Pharisees sitting. I'm like, I wonder where the Pharisees were. Hmm. Sitting on the outskirts. Close enough to hear. They were hearing him. They were listening to his teaching. And, um, and there were doctors sitting by, and they're all listening to Jesus as he's teaching the people, this crowd. And I just, these words just jumped out. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Always. The power of the Lord is present. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it can seem dramatic, it can seem mundane as just sitting and listening. But the power of the Lord is always present. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them there. And everyone's sitting there listening to the teaching. And behold, men brought a bed. Uh, in, in, a, in a bed, a man, which was taken with palsy, and they sought by means to bring him in and lay him before Jesus, him, Jesus. They knew that the power was there. And they brought him there. 
And they didn't care that they were that Jesus was sitting there teaching. They knew where the power was and they knew what they were doing, knew where they were going to get that healing. They went there. And they could not find a way that they might bring him in because of the multitude. And they went up onto the housetop and let him down through the tiling on his with his couch, so they had a little bed, and it was, they were hoisting it down into the midst before Jesus. And you have to wonder, like, didn't they hear the commotion? Like, this is not a quiet event. And Jesus is teaching, and everyone else is listening. So usually, maybe not in, in my case, some, like, listening is a little bit louder. But with adults, listening is about this loud. <laughs> So we would hear someone just coming up through the roof, (laughs) coming down through the roof with a bed, dropping it down and letting him through before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto the man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And so this all happens. The power's there to heal. People are accessing that power. And then Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And we know a lot more than they did back then. Sin, death, all that tied together. Jesus knew. And he was saying this. And of course there are people that are reasoning. Reasoning comes. And saying, the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive but the Son alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts because they were reasoning inside their head, and then don't you think it w- it's kind of supernatural when someone can know what you're saying, thinking in your head? You know, don't you think that that's something, this person's pretty unusual and pretty peculiar that he can know what you're thinking and, and say, hey, wait a second, bud. <laughs> This is what you're thinking. And, and, and Jesus perceived their thoughts and he answered them, why do you reason in your hearts whether it is easier to say your sins be forgiven thee or to say rise up and walk? But ye may, uh, that ye might know the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, arise, turn, arise, take up your couch and go into your house and immediately arose up before them and took up his bed and departed for his own house, glorifying God. So exciting. And they were all amazed. And the thing is, is they were all amazed. All. So that means the Pharisees and everyone that was present, all disciples, this is all is all. We've talked about that before. All is all. Everyone was amazed. And they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things these day- today. And that's just an interpretation, strange things. And I looked up amazed in the Greek. And it was so interesting what it said. It said displaced in the mind. I thought, I'm like, I am not done with reading and thinking and meditating about this and being amazed or displaced in your mind. That means your mind is out of sorts. It's not, it's displaced. It's not displaced. Is like dis is dis is in the wrong place. 
we shouldn't be amazed by what God does. Their minds weren't in the right place. And then because they were amazed and their minds weren't in the right place, they said this, we have seen strange things today. And strange things, and then I, and then I was looking up that, contrary to expectation, a paradox, which is like something extraordinary that happens, a conclusion that doesn't make sense. Like we all know that blue, the color blue plus the color yellow make green. But a paradox would be blue and yellow, we get red. That doesn't make any sense. But here we have strange things. It doesn't make sense. But this was all Jesus was about. How can it not make sense? He made sense. If we're confused and there's Jesus in his word, our opinion, what we see, is wrong. Jesus is always right. His word is always right. If I don't understand, that doesn't matter. His word is always right. Just like the song, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sing this. I'm going to shout this part here. I'm going to read this. I'm going to hear this. And if I don't understand, I'm still going to say, I understand. This is more true than what I think, what I believe, what men have said, or what I think is a strange thing. Or when I'm displaced in my mind, this is what's going to get my mind back on track. This is the word that's the, the right word, the final authority, the thing that I'm going to agree with. Hallelujah. This is more true about what I am feeling and thinking than what I am feeling and thinking. <laughs> Was I feeling and thinking all okay when things are <laughs> leaking under the sink? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe there was some different kind of shouting. Ah! <laughs> that was not glorifying God. <laughs> but I know this. God is true. The devourer is rebuked. And things worked out quickly. Praise the Lord. And even when I, when I called Roto-Rooter going, oh, this is going to be a big bill, I was glorifying God when I phoned them back saying, I don't need you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know those fees are more <laughs> when it's not during the day. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but they came to the conclusion that it didn't make any sense. But it happened right in front of them. It was factual. Jesus said, your sins be forgiven. He rose up and he walked and he went on his way. We have access to that power. Everyone in this world has access to that power. But we need to know and go to it. It makes per perfect sense, but they didn't know God. So, But they all glorified him. They all glorified him. So it's not just about glorifying him. Let's go to ma back to Matthew 16. This time we're going to go a little sooner. Because 
We're going to go back to those Pharisees and Sadducees. And I love that someone says, I don't know who it was that originated this. So sad, you see. <laughs> who, Jesse DePlantis? Yes. <laughs> Makes his way around, but it's, it's quite a good thing to remember and kind of funny. At their expense. <laughs> so they're seeking a sign, but they had a lot of signs. What Jesus was doing. What he did. And I mean, like he didn't even feed, like he fed fed the 5,000, but guess what? He did it again. He fed 4,000. It wasn't just a one-time deal. He did it more than once that we know about. He said, and he did more than is written down in his word. He did more than what was in here. He did more than what we see and we read. Hallelujah. So they reasoned among themselves. They really liked to reason, as we know, and Jesus knew what they were thinking because we read about that before, that they talked themselves out of access to this power. And they talked themselves out of access to these wonderful things that Jesus was offering. The Pharisees also... Oh, here, let me... Where am, what am I doing here? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. These, this Bible has the, I love this Bible, but it has the teeniest, tiniest print forever. And I have to read it really close. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. The Pharisees also, and then I just like supersize it over here in my printed <laughs> so I can, it's a little bit bigger. Hallelujah. And the Pharisees also went with the, um, uh, also with the Sadducees came and they tempted and desired him, Jesus, that he would show them a sign from heaven. And it says Jesus was tempted. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet they were smug. They were coming here, needling him. Probably not, you know, you've met those people. You, you've met them. I've met them. And you're, you know, and, and there's times when you've maintained yourself. And there's times when maybe you haven't and you'd had to repent. But Jesus was tempted, so he didn't do anything. <laughs> he sinned not. <laughs> but he was tempted, just like we might when we're on the road and stuff. But we can sin not. Uh, so they desired, desired that he would show them a sign from heaven. Like what? They hadn't seen anything yet. Like, what are they looking for? I, like, I, you know, like, honestly, Jesus would probably do something. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. They're not, that's, they're not open to it. They weren't open to him. They didn't want him. They didn't want that power. They didn't want this man saying that they could forgive their sin, that he could forgive their sins, rise up and walk. They didn't want to. They were walking around, but they were certainly dead. He answered unto them and said, When it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. Red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in morning, sailors take warning. <laughs> this is basically, it came from here. Anyway, <laughs> and in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the time? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. I'm just like 
thinking about those people that like to fleece God. <laughs> Just right there. Anyway, and then there are shall there shall be no signs given unto thee, but unto the sign of the uh, of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. So this all happens. They just leave. They go. And they're like, oops, we forgot to pack some bread, some lunch. And then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, of the reasoning, of the talking yourself out of the power and the access of what Jesus is freely giving every single person. You don't want to talk yourself out of that. And that's what reasoning is. So they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because they ha- we have no bread. Just a couple, let's just rewind a bit. Let's go, what, what, what do we do at communion? Uh, <laughs> Sunday, we talk about the br- blood and the bread. What is the bread? Jesus, his flesh. Bread of life, we have no bread. Oh, dear. When Jesus perceived this, because they're reasoning among themselves yet again, and Jesus perceives this, just like he perceives when you're reasoning. (laughs) Huh. He's always there. He's always watching. When Jesus perceives this, he said unto them, O ye of little faith. Why reason ye among yourself because you have brought no bread? Do you not understand or neither do you remember? Because like first he's talking about the natural things. Okay, let's just, okay, folks, we have no bread. You say this, you're reasoning. Okay, do you remember what I did? Do you not understand that neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000? And how many baskets did you take up afterwards, guys? How many? How many? And then neither the seven loaves and the 4,000. How many baskets did you take up then? Huh? No bread. No bread. Okay. How is it that you do not understand that I speak not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that have made a decision that Jesus is not God's word, is not the Christ, is not the Son of God, and I were not going to be partakers. They made the decision. Beware that I'm not going to partake of that. And that's where I'm talking about that song. I am going to partake of that song. Amen. Some people have favorites. They have their favorite songs, and if they can't enter in with their favorite song, they just missed out on a whole lot. You missed out on God's presence just because of a song. They didn't sing your favorite song, or they didn't sing it in the right order, or they didn't sing it the same way or the way that you're comfortable with, or so-and-so didn't say hi to me, or so-and-so didn't do it the way that I wanted to, or someone was sitting in my chair when I came, and, and, and this and that. People are people. We're people. These things happen. And we let it steal from us his presence. We let it steal that revelation that he wants to share with us. When our heart's right, he can share and pour into us. 
But when we're in a muck and in a mess and in a mm, and we're in it, we're reasoning and we're just like our hearts are not softened to what he wants to do. He can't do the fullness of what he wants to do with the power that is there. That's the dunamis power it talks about that's there and present to heal, to do whatever we need to get the job done, to be that dynamite, to explode that thing that's trying to speak to you and be bigger than God's word, which is impossible. Is it impossible to you? Did you decide to let God's word be the final authority and what's coming at you? Horrible circumstances coming at you. And some of them are not fun. Some of them can be in your own home. And really, frankly, a bummer. Really not good. And you can tell people about what's going on, and they don't understand and they don't know. But you can tell someone who does understand and who does know, and does have the power, the power to change things. Hallelujah. Then they understood how they, he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, of what men would say. The conclusion that they come to. And sometimes it seems like one, two, three adds up to one, two, three. But if you have the Holy Spirit, his conclusions will be the conclusion that you draw to. And the world's going to think That's some strange stuff. But it's the conclusion that is the truest of the true. Shalane, did you want to come on up? Let's go back to, we're actually not back, but we're still in Matthew 16. And Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, Jesus, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. His word, his conclusion, his final authority and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. We are his church. We are built on his word. Don't be unstable in your ways. Don't let that leaven try to come in, that reasoning come in, but settle for yourself. And that settling really can come here, but it's when you're at home, settling at home. 
and not being moved and not being shaken. And then when that thing comes, the clog in the drain, you're not moved. You have that power to take care of that clog and any other thing. We have an opportunity. Now, a year is a year is a year. It doesn't matter. New Year's resolutions, yeah, you know, they are what they are. People don't really, you know, I don't know how many people actually fulfill resolutions. It's not about that. It's any moment, any time that you want to just turn and go a different direction and do it his way. And that power is available to you. And they came to Jesus. They brought the, their friend. They, this was these great friends that knew where to take their friend, have those friends, took their friend to Jesus. You don't have to take yourself anywhere. Jesus is already with you. You don't have to go anywhere or do anything. He's with you, on the inside of you, showing you, showing you, leading you and guiding you in all truth. Let's pray this morning. Oh, uh, Lord, thank you for your truth. Thank you that you sent Jesus. the bread of life for us, that we always have access. And it's no different saying thy sins be forgiven and you be healed, but you may be made whole. And so I thank you, Lord, that we walk in your wholeness like never before in 2020. I thank you, Lord, that your wholeness is a revelation that rings and grows bigger and bigger and in our hearts and in our minds. So much so that it's driving out those old thoughts and those thoughts of men that have tried to creep in. But I thank you, Lord, that we're looking with new eyes and new hearts, seeing your word, seeing your truth, and growing from glory to glory. And I thank you, Lord, that as that truth grows in us, that we're able to share it out. And I thank you that we see us like you, Jesus, sitting in the home and teaching, and people all over recognizing the power coming to us. And I thank you, Lord that we walk in your promises, walk in your word, do your word, lay hands on the sick, see the dead rise. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that we walk in those miracles and they're not strange, but they're normal. Oh, I thank you.
Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.